This is the Luminous Podcast. Father Chad Jarnigan here. We're looking at the resurrection. Easter Sunday. Welcome back. Luke 24, 1 through 12, speaks of the resurrection. But on the first day of the week, at early dawn, they went to the tomb, taking the spices they had prepared, and they found a stone rolled away from the tomb. But when they went in, they did not find the body of the Lord Jesus. While they were perplexed about this, behold, two men stood by them in dazzling apparel. And as they were frightened and bowed their faces to the ground, the men said to them, Why do you seek the living among the dead? He is not here, but has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee, that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day rise. And they remembered his words and returned from the tomb. They had told all these things to the eleven and to all the rest. Now it was Mary Magdalene, Joanna, and mother of Mary, the mother of James, and the other women with them who told them these things. But these words seemed to them an idle tale, and they did not believe them. But Peter rose and ran to the tomb, stooping in and looking in. He saw the linen clothes by themselves, and he went home, marveling at what had happened. This is the gospel of our Lord. A couple phrases come to mind walking through this and then expanding from here. Resurrection versus resuscitation. New creation versus evacuation. Now look, our, our faith is an ancient faith, yet vibrant, not dead. And no matter how we like to imagine new innovation and new creative ways of worshiping, it isn't new It is tethered to the past, present, and future. It transcends time and space. That should be an amazing comfort for us. Hearing a passage like this from the Gospel of Luke should bring the past alive in our present and help us with a way forward in the future. A few years ago, I read a story about a fascinating lady. Flossie Dickey was a lady from Spokane, Washington, who passed away five days after she turned 110. She had three children, 12 grandchildren, 20 great-grandchildren, and 15 great-great-grandchildren. Before she passed, she was asked, what is the secret to living this long? 
And she answered, I don't fight it. I live it. At Luminous, we speak and meditate very often on letting go. To cooperate with God in the transformation of our souls. At the end of her life, Flossie retained her sense of humor. She said, Don't you dare try to resuscitate me. When I'm done, I'm done. The people following Christ are people of resurrection, not simply resuscitation. And our hope in Jesus brings about a bigger picture in a new creation, not simply an eternal evacuation. Easter serves as a reminder. Jesus was resurrected, not resuscitated. We cannot deny that God gives us glimpses of the new creation, the beauty in today's skies, or sunsets, sunrises, the stars in the heavens, the color of autumn leaves. Isn't it interesting that leaves are the most beautiful when their life begins to die? To be resuscitated means to come back to the same body, the same problems, the same tensions, with the same inevitable ending. Resurrection, however, means to defeat and complete death. Our human death is but a channel into eternity. Christ being the embodiment of this. From Good Friday, I mentioned that The way of Jesus cannot be understood apart from loss. The deeper the loss and lament, the greater the tremors of hope. We are a part of a new creation, a new way of living. N.T. Wright, in Surprised by Hope, says... Jesus' resurrection is the beginning of God's new project, not to snatch people away from earth to heaven, but to colonize earth with the life of heaven. That, after all, is what the Lord's prayer is all about. Hope always remains, even in the very face of despair. May we always remember that our hope is not in evacuation and resuscitation, but in the Christ of renewal and resurrection. 
in today's climate, I mention this a lot here and very often at the parish. We see in the narrative of, of Scripture that it is way more about us and we than it is about me and I. When we look at the resurrection narrative and the idea and the reality of those of us following the way of Jesus, we see the opportunity to embody the resurrection in community, in communion, communion with one another, communion with God. Whether that's in the Eucharist and our communal way of living, we have the opportunity to be people of resurrection, not just resuscitation. I heard someone mention not long ago, should we be praying for revival? And the person asked this question said, I hope not. For a revival would burn bright like a tissue on fire and die quickly. But the embers burning in a fire that is deep, long, and sustaining comes from a communal way of embodying Christ in the way we live. Maybe that's what N.T. Wright was talking about, a colonization of heaven on earth means that we embody the way of Jesus, representing the resurrection, not being brought back from life support. There is hope in these days as we enter an entire season of Eastertide because the resurrection deserves more than one day. In our tradition, we are following into the first full week of Eastertide. We will celebrate as we go into Pentecost Sunday in June and go from there. I encourage you to follow along with the Luminous Podcast as we go, and I'm excited to see a new season come upon us. If you are in our area, been following along, listening along, you're welcome to be with us any Sunday at 4 o'clock. We meet in downtown Franklin, 408 Church Street, Generations Church. You can find us at LuminousParish.com. May the peace of our Lord be with you, and may you share in this peace with everyone that you meet. <laughs>